0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of It's the Kid Michael Show. Uh, once again, a guestless episode. Um, you know, which is fine. You don't know, have to have something that exciting every week. You sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta show a little. Let it be a little mellow. You know, just the two of us. Uh, I'm back with co-host George Pacheco. Uh, George, how are you? Good. I'm good. good. Uh, this is kind of a weird uh, episode in the sense that we just saw each other in person yesterday. Yeah. So we've kind of already talked about some stuff, <laughs> which is like I sometimes I don't do I don't know if I do it super consciously, but you know there's a, there's this idea that sometimes uh, when you're co-hosting a show with someone you may want to talk less throughout the week just so everything seems fresh when you're recording. Um, but uh, I still have a lot to talk about I guess. But I don't know do you do you feel that way that sometimes you'll have something you want to tell me and then you're like no nah, I want to I want to just record it.
1: Well, we we don't often meet together, but I I did feel like we exhausted a lot of things that we might want to go back into.
0: Yeah, I was I was very conscious of like notes I had taken that I didn't want to that I didn't want to bring up in person. Um but we got together, we uh watched a movie, we played some video games. Uh what did we watch? We watched Two Frame Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah, that was the movie. We yeah, and for you, for which is pretty much everyone. Those of you who don't know, uh, it's one of my top three movies of all time. I'm obsessed with Roger Rabbit.
1: Um, how do you, how do you feel about it? Well, uh, the the I know it mostly from the animation. Uh-huh. Animation is supposed to be by a very famous animator, one of the, the greats. Yeah, Adam would have known.
0: Uh, oh my God, that sound kind of dick. I'm sorry. Adam would have known uh, animator Roger Rabbit.
1: Uh, but he, he was one of the all time best. Was, uh, his work in perspective. And uh-huh. uh, Richard Williams. He be, yeah, he did um, The Thief
0: and the Cobbler as well. Uh-huh. He saw the recobbled version. The story I know about. Um, sorry, was I interrupting you?
1: No, no, no. Uh,
0: that Richard Williams. Uh, Robert Zemeckis directs Roger Rabbit, and he was talking to Richard Williams, and they were setting some ground rules about how this would work because, it's, um, you know, this. Uh, live action and animation has been done before in tandem with movies like Song of the South and whatever, and Mary Poppins, but they had never been done to like the level they were trying to do it. So Robert, Zeme- not Robert Zeme- Richard Williams said to Robert Zemeckis one of the ground rules of combining live action and animation is that you can't move the camera. And Robert Zemeckis said, "Well, why?" And he said, "Because that's so much more to animate." And he goes, "Well, let's just do it." And that level of immersion like, really helps to film. The fact the camera moves and whatnot.
1: And if anybody's to do that, it's somebody who plays so much with perspective. And uh, he, he animates like he's moving a camera. It's like he's yeah. moving a camera. And it makes his movie so that much more um, immersive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the first time I saw Thief and... Uh, the Cobbler. I was on acid with some friends, and it was the single most amazing thing I think you could watch while on acid.
0: I've never seen Thief and the Cobbler, but.
1: Uh, uh, you should watch the recobbled version. It's it's. The recobbled special. version. Yeah, it's it's called the recobbled version or something like that. Uh, there's a few versions out there. Um, Thief and the Cobbler recobbled. Because it was never actually released. Uh, yeah. It took so long for the process of making this movie that they the studio canned it and. Uh, like kind of like smushed together whatever was animated wasn't part of the
0: reason they ditched the movie because Disney took a lot of it for Aladdin
1: actually it's the other way the it, it does have something to do with that it's also interesting the movie took so long to animate that animators would leave the project and then they would get hired by Disney and they stole and they like they brought yeah. a lot of ideas like um, uh, like an osmosis of ideas from one point to another I, I wouldn't call it a direct rip-off, but if you worked on something for years and then you went into another project, you're like, okay, I, I brought some ideas from my last project. These two are very similar. Yeah. It
0: looks really pretty, though. I'm looking at, like, uh, some GIFs from the movie. But I'm sure that doesn't even do it justice. It, look, it no. just looks really, like... Uh, the difference being is that this is a little more, uh, like because there's like (laughs) realistic shading and whatnot in roger rabbit that that feels a little more uh three-dimensional than this but um which is a bad stylistic choice uh
1: i had something in my head roger rabbit 3d also zemeckis directed it i thought he does that mean steven spielberg just produced
0: yeah spielberg produced i've actually
1: sorry Producing is when you just give the money, right?
0: Uh, I think so. I, I think it's intentionally vague. Because they, uh, if we don't really understand it, when we give the producer more credit than they may deserve, who knows? Um, okay. I guess the idea for giving a producer credit is that they see the potential in a film. A lot, of, a lot of movies that we think of as Steven Spielberg movies are just produced by Steven Spielberg, like Back to the Future, uh, Gremlins... He even had his name on the first Transformers movie and I feel like after, by the second one he was like, I don't want my name on this anymore. Even though I think he yeah, produced all of that.
1: them. I I don't know where to give Steven's blow credit. There's points where like you'll find out he like is the bread and butter of that movie uh-huh. and you'll find out other movies he's kind of like the dude that like he would show up on set and just be like, yeah, I'm writing checks. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell with him.
0: Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, I think to give Steven Spielberg a little credit is that Steven Spielberg his blessing can probably get any movie made even if it's not his because like the the way they tell the story of him being this nobody director who then made Jaws which was like the biggest uh, break for anyone in filmmaking ever is like uh, Steven Spielberg going from zero director to Jaws um he pretty much at that point said this guy can do anything he wants. And he was set for life.
1: Yeah, he was totally set. That dude's... Um, I I look forward to watching his movies until that dude probably dies. And then when he dies, he'll probably have a few movies like in the, that like, have a stamp on it still coming out for a decade. Kind uh-huh. of like what they did to Michael Jackson and Biggie Smalls. Uh-huh. He, he's just such a powerhouse of Hollywood. He's one of the big like, greats for sure.
0: Yeah, and he... He really like uh, walks the line of uh, a director who ma- he he blurs the line between um, like profound intellectual filmmaking and blockbuster. I'm not saying he's the best of, uh, best of either. Like I don't think he's the the most profound director. I do think he's the, like one of the best um, blockbuster directors. But the yeah. fact that he can yeah.
1: combine it, For sure, yeah, easily. Easily one of the best, um, uh, blockbuster makers. Summer, Uh uh, the summer movies, what are they called? The summer blockbusters. I think he's made, like, he's had his finger in the pie for so long. He, like, he's such a powerhouse in that. Mm -hmm. Um. uh, but it's profound. I think he's made some really great shit. Like, he's made some, he's made, um... Uh, like World War Two sense, he's, he's it's a, it's called Steven Spielberg's war for a reason. Uh huh. He's basically the only one that's ever really been able to capture a lot of that, and like he he um he does it so well, and he does it so repeatedly.
0: I'm looking at all of his directed movies now. I, I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones guy, I will say.
1: Okay. Um, you know what? Neither am I. But like. uh it's because it doesn't really have much, like, lore or, like, anything to really attach yourself to obsessively. Maybe, like, Star Wars. Uh-huh. Star Wars has, like, a... I could see why people could obsess over that and just make that their lives. Uh-huh. But, like, Indiana Jones, it's just a dude kicking ass in, like, North Africa.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... much else, too. It. It's aged a lot
0: worse than Star Wars, too,
1: politically. Politically, yeah. I think, actually, like, um... I think it's suffering of the Seinfeld effect. It did a lot of like things first, but it's just like watching it now. It's it's kind of boring. What it is is it's. You think Seinfeld is boring now? I, I don't. I personally don't think is boring. But that's like a like. I tried showing friends I have Seinfeld, and they're like, it's not funny. Uh-oh. And it's like no, it's hilarious. It's just that you're like you've seen those jokes be copied like so, so often by shameless like like uh, people that you don't think it's funny because you've seen it in other things already. Mm-hmm. To be oh, fair, she's. I think
0: Indiana Jones is a little less original in the sense that it is just a love letter to pulps, to the pulp it's, Yeah, uh, it's books.
1: supposed to be like a quintessential like like pulpy adventure thing. Yeah. But like, th- that genre's been dead so long that nobody here really is like, stuff like feeling the nostalgia that Spielberg is. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the newest Indiana Jones movie flopped. Like the, the one with the the crystal head or
0: whatever. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, Disney's doing the next one. I, it's
1: gonna be weird. Yeah. I'm telling you now. Like um, and Spielberg stepped out. He doesn't want to do it. He probably it's probably because he's being such an asshole about it. Movie yeah. we'll by committee.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Which is of all people to do that to Spielberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, Spielberg's the only dude that I don't think they can threaten. They he be like oh, fuck it I'm just gonna go make a better movie it feels like modern Spielberg like his most recent
0: attempts at uh, blockbusters have been like hit or miss like I really liked um Ready Player One but not a lot of people liked it uh BFG no one cared about it just feels like he for so long it felt like he could do no wrong and now it doesn't feel like that I feel like
1: well just
0: be, they weren't hits but they weren't they weren't bad Yeah, but I feel like, uh, and I I hate that this is true, but I feel like the era of Spielberg's filmmaking is dead. Like, people don't want to see his kind of movie anymore. Which is, I
1: want to see his kind of movie, but... I I think he's stepping, like, back and just working on stuff he actually finds interesting now. Uh, I think he has a James Cameron effect. Like, the dude, like, knocked that out of the park. Uh, Now it's, like, he just does whatever the fuck he wants, really. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, um that dude directed Lincoln like eight years ago. I don't think he's like like out of the, the fight yet, you know? Yeah. He's just working on projects he cares about now. And as for Ready Player One, I think that's a flaw of the material. Uh, Ready Player One is just the book is the worst piece of literature to hit the market and be successful since like Mein Kampf it's it the most dog shit like book I've ever read I couldn't get past like the first like nerd rant uh-huh um, I'm also a huge fan of 80s culture like pop culture like I, I love it um, I understood all the references that they were doing you didn't care I felt pandered too I felt like um, some kind of creepy smelly dude like wrapped his arm around me and said you and me we're both like beta males right I don't want to be fucking lumped in with that, dude. That's... Yeah. I saw it. I got it. Uh, I had fun. I went home and I never thought about it again, which is what a fun movie supposed to kind of be. Uh, the book. Would, would you say it reminds you of what you're embarrassed about in terms of
0: your love of pop culture?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like um, I, I don't openly talk about Star Wars to anybody. Yeah. Because of Star Wars fans. I don't openly <laughs> talk about most 80s pop culture things. Because then you have these, like, nerds kind of beating their chest, you know?
0: Yeah, I I have this kind of, like, I don't... I'll, I'll play video games probably more often than the average person, but I still, like, would cringe at the idea of being called a gamer. I, I don't call myself a gamer.
1: Yeah, I don't call myself don't, a gamer. I don't talk to anybody about the video games I play. I keep that shit vague. I just keep it to myself.
0: Because I find, um, and then, I mean, I have friends that defy this rule, but I find, uh, nine times out of ten people who share that interest with me, I don't like.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I don't, I have never had any long-term friends that I met in video games. Yeah. Because I am embarrassed to associate myself with them. So yeah. So, I had the friends in real life, and then I just play video games with them. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's that. That's, I'm not gonna like meet strangers online
0: yeah no that's that, for me that's a line I just would not cross maybe like on a dating site but not on like a <laughs> not on like Call of Duty it's gaming
1: culture so toxic and so like shitty you know have uh-huh. you seen the controversy around The Last of Us 2 yeah, oh my god yeah Dude, what I, fucking yeah. babies man right oh my god it's an amazing game I saw the whole like it was like 20 hours of content that I saw Uh on YouTube and I sat through the whole thing just fascinated at the the insane detail these people put into this game and the story like it it was a cohesive intelligent story with like an arc and like a lesson and like a thesis and like um like everybody had motifs and stuff Uh amazingly written and uh to see people just lose their fucking like mind because uh there was a trans character uh, by the way, which is like a C character, it's not even like anybody you really like know. Uh-huh. What I saw, I didn't even know there was a trans character. What I saw that everyone was like pissed off about was the muscular girl. Like, Yeah, I also don't get that. Like, she's in the apocalypse. Yeah, she's gonna be strong, dude. She's not like at home eating Cheetos and playing Call of Duty. She's like scavenging and killing people and shit. Uh-huh. And she's gonna be like, like twig on it. It just amazes me how these people...
0: um. Like, so I, I don't know. This is this, this idea that these people who have such uh, baseless uh, beefs with things like uh, The Last of Us and whatnot, all of a sudden think they're like master uh, storytellers and they can explain to you thematically what's wrong with everything. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it just comes out sounding like they're just putting big words into sentences.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, there was nothing thematically story-wise wrong with uh, The Last of Us Two. Um, Joel had to uh, spoilers. Joel had to yeah, yeah, <laughs> die. Yeah, like the story demanded it. We should have probably given like
0: a minute longer for that, but <laughs> maybe maybe I'll put you in slow motion when I like uh,
1: spoilers, so it just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where so yeah, Joel. Joel had Joel committed a grave sin in the first movie game movie, game. Um. And in the second game, it caught up to him. He went on a rampage, and that rampage's like consequences caught up to him. And then Ellie was gonna go on her own revenge story, which is what it basically is—almost like a western revenge story. And she literally loses everything in pursuit of this. Everything Joel, like the reason Joel died for, was so she could live. And she wasted her life, and uh, Joel's sacrifice became useless. She wasted it. She squandered it. She ruined her life. She's miserable and alone now. Her like her partner left her. She has no friends. All her friends died in pursuit of this guy, this woman. And um it was all for naught. Mm-hmm. That, that is hard hitting shit. That is a really well know, like well told story. But they didn't like it because like Papa Joel died. Yeah. Like I honestly, if you went into this game thinking Joel's gonna live I, I don't know what to expect for you.
0: Also, um, th- with with certain exceptions, the idea of um, deciding you don't like uh, you don't like a franchise because someone died that you didn't want to die, I think is dumb. I mean, there was, like I said, certain cases like uh, like The Walking Dead when Carl died. Spoilers. Uh, that was weird, just because it derailed the story. That was already set yeah. in the comics. But um Yeah, like people die like the idea that characters shouldn't die because you like them means you don't understand like why people die in stories.
1: Yeah. Like it wasn't like a like a Game of Thrones death where it was kinda of selfless and just random and you're like, okay, uh alright, guess we won't be seeing much of him anymore type of thing. Much of it, the character. You saw this character. He had an arc. Um, I feel like Joel's arc ended with like when he got like killed. Like his his, it didn't feel right. The ending of the Last of Us one, like he just walked away from that, and then you kind of saw what happened in the second game, and you felt like okay, this makes sense, and it created um, what's it called? Like when uh, when you you like, have a motive motive in the, in a uh, story. Uh, inciting. I don't know inciting conflict, something like yeah. that. Like, it, it created, like, movement, like, I hope people didn't think the game was going to be, like, Ellie and Joel, just, like, Honored adventure. coming around <laughs> town. Yeah. Um, I thought the game was great. Uh, I thought people who hate it don't really play game. like, they, they don't really, they don't want to like it, because, uh, they were told not to like it. It's a great game, gameplay-wise, story-wise every reviewer that isn't fucking nuts is saying it's a 10 out of 10 game.
0: Yeah. Even people I'd see, like, like, uh, do you know Dunky?
1: Yeah, Dunky gave it a, a, like, a really high score. Yeah,
0: I, I personally think Dunky's I like him. Like, he's funny. Oh, I love Dunky. I kind of expected him to be on that side. Because I feel like, I, yeah, I feel like he's, he associates more with that world than I do. Yeah. Uh, and even he was like, you
1: guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, like, Dunkey sees video games as art. Mm-hmm. The experience is art, and the story is also art. And combined, that makes it a really strong, potent thing. Uh, he thought it was great. It was great. Um, Donkey does have his own biases. Like, if Nintendo ever shoots anything out, he gives it, like, an instant 10 out of 10. Uh-huh. And he's much harsher than other games that aren't by Nintendo. But you're supposed to know, like, when you look for a viewer... You're supposed to kind of know what he his biases are yeah I wouldn't ask donkey like uh, maybe like uh, the latest shooter game uh-huh uh, but I, I definitely would look at his video to, so for the re- uh, like uh, the newest Nintendo game because he, he'd really dive into it he'd tell you like everything he loves about it um, but just to just to uh, bring this uh,
0: back to the point you were saying that like stuff like that is a reason you would never want to be called oh excuse me that you would ever want to be called a gamer?
1: No. Yeah. No, I don't like. I I like. I pride myself with nobody knowing that I play video games. Uh huh. It's something like doing the privacy of my own home. hmm. the like the, the the curtains down. Uh, my girlfriend knows about it. Cause she has to. Uh, the friends I play video games with know that I play video games because I play with them, and that's it. Uh,
0: I I well, I I tend to go a little. Further is not the right word. It's the opposite. Uh, you, I feel like you go a little further. For me, it's like I want. Like, I'm okay with people knowing that kind of stuff I like because it would feel exhausting for me to hide it. But I try to present it in a more casual way.
1: Yeah. No. There's nothing wrong. Don't do, like. I don't want you taken away from this. That I. I am. Uh, I'm like. I don't know. Like being an asshole about. No. Uh, I. If somebody starts talking to me about video games. I'll just start talking to them about video games. Back, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's just that like it's not my identity. Mhm. It first like I don't think video games are like a productive hobby. Yeah, definitely. Um, experiencing a video game that's like a story is like reading a book or, mm-hmm. like, um, watching a movie. But, uh, watching movies is a hobby, but it's it's a very passive one. Uh huh. You know, uh, they're all really passive things to do, and video games, um. You're not always playing The Last of Us or uh, Uncharted or, like, another one of those story-driven games. Sometimes just, like, Tetris is not really, like, something that I think is, like, a long-term thing you should do for uh-huh. you
0: know? So there's only two reasons I will play a game now in my adult life. One is the very rare occasion where I want to play a whole story through. Something like uh, Breath of the Wild or something. And that happens, like once in a blue moon at this point I don't I don't really play those kind of games that often uh, but the other reason and the, the only reason I really play anymore is like for the social aspect if I'm in a room with a bunch of people like we were playing uh, Mario Kart and Smash Bros yesterday oh, that's yeah. why I that's play fun. games that's I don't want to games are designed for that yeah
1: games uh, are definitely made for that yeah
0: if, I, if I'm alone uh, like I might play a video game but I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't because, um, I, it's, I hate to say it, but in certain in certain like scenarios, it's just a waste of time.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's mostly a waste of time. Yeah. Like mostly. Yeah. But like, there's nothing wrong with wasting time. Yeah. I don't want people to think there's nothing wrong if you're enjoying the time. You uh-huh. have so much time on this earth. You might as yeah, as yeah, yeah. enjoy it.
0: Um, um, but like, but there is there's a level of obstruction it creates in your life,
1: like. Yeah, if you're le- if you're an addictive you personality in a day life, yeah, yeah. If you have an addictive personality and it an interferes with day to day life, I'm not saying like abolish gaming or anything. No. I'm just saying like step away every once in a while, kind of breathe, go go do something that like can build yeah. yourself as a person.
0: Here's here's the the main takeaway uh, is, uh, if you're gaming. Um, if your gaming habits take away at all from what is a healthy amount of socializing for you, then you, you need to make a change. But otherwise, yeah. you know,
1: you can, you can do it. But for some people, uh, video games can be like a, a good tool for socializing. Yeah. I, I'm stranded in Buffalo, dude. I got nobody to talk. Right. But you're, you're, yeah. you're playing with friends. Yeah, I'm playing with my friends. Yeah. It's more like I'm hanging out. Sometimes we don't even play games. Sometimes we just stay in our chat room and just talk
0: yeah i do that like, a lot our, too
1: room. yeah and then every once in a while we'll be like should we play something we're just talking so for me it's it's uh it's like a little bit of both i think video games can be like a lot it's just that like um it's hard you know because you don't want to tell you, you like you don't want to admit that your mom might have been right about yeah. video games but like you also want to be woke about it like yeah video games can they're, they're an art form they are an art form they're also addicted mm-hmm and they're an art form that is
0: mandated by uh, being a product, not by being an art.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, you have to remember these are made. These are like made by committee. Games, you know. Uh huh. Like a, a giant blob of people make them, and they make them mostly to sell because of capitalism and yeah. such. Um. Like, I don't think Da Vinci really gave a shit about what money he made when he painted. I don't think most artists. Uh, give a shit about money, or else they wouldn't be artists, um, uh-huh. graphic designers. Yeah, or illustrators. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a, that's a self,
0: uh, forget the word, Insert? self-inflicting oh. joke. Don't take it the wrong way if you're an illustrator listening to this.
1: Um. So, right? Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on video games, having nerdy hobbies, and trying mm-hmm. to keep them. It's not my secret You don't have to be ashamed Of who you are You just have to not Be fucking toxic Yeah Um
0: Kind of shifting gears Just because we didn't get to it At the beginning So we usually Well we talked about Roger Rabbit But I want to talk about Stuff that I watched This week And the other thing I watched uh, Was I've been watching This British sitcom Called Faulty Towers Do you know it? No, no Not at all it, You know John Cleese From Monty Python? Of course yeah Yeah he stars in it And it's his sitcom That he wrote and it's How old a, is this? Psh, I think it's from the 70s.
1: Christ, yeah, I'm looking at it. That's that's a 70s mustache on that.
0: Yeah. So uh, the idea is that John Cleese is this guy, uh, Basil Fawlty, who runs a hotel uh, with his wife. And uh, it's funny. Uh, f- I have a few notes on this. First of all, it's funny, but it's stressful funny, the way Curb Your Enthusiasm is. Almost more so, I think. It's like cringy. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, those kind of, uh, like how curb your enthusiasm. The whole comedy of it is that you're like, oh no, don't put yourself in that situation, and like just gets wor- worse and worse and worse. That's kind of what Faulty Towers does. No, oh, no. It's just uh, John Cleese as the owner of a hotel, getting screwed. <laughs> Like, every other yeah. minute, like, and it just escalates, like, he's make, digging himself into a deeper hole, um, so that was my first note, that it was uncomfortable and funny, um, it didn't age super well, uh, what aspects were problematic? Well, for one thing, they just took an episode off the air, uh, because it has a hard R. Oh, sh- Jesus. Yeah. And John Cleese's defense wow. of that was we were making fun. Of the, the whole point was that we're making fun of the guy who
1: uses the N word. Okay, uh, That's a really uh, sticky subject. Uh, uh, what, what else could we recently got a move? There's a Community episode. Yeah. Um,
0: about... Yeah, the Dungeons and Dragons episode.
1: Who's in blackface in that?
0: Chang. Uh, technically, yeah, Chang. it's the, the the joke is that it looks like he's in blackface,
1: but he's actually like a, a dark elf from Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Yeah. Um, like. It's obviously not the jokes not in on the, the jokes not at the expense of black people. The jokes are on the expense of people who would wear blackface in the first place. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that's sticky. That's real fucking sticky. Uh-huh. Uh I, I, I can see both sides of that argument. But here's here's why I would say in this
0: situation, um, like if it was if this were a situation where black people were watching this episode and thinking this is horrible and then had like, confronted Netflix about it, and they took it down, that would, like, you gotta just take it at that point. It was more taken down as a deflection, you know what I mean? We're at a point where people want, like, real change with, like, police being defunded and whatnot, and it came at this time where it's like, we're not getting that, but we're getting the episode community taken down, we're getting this, we're getting that on TV. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, a really great example of like the argument that says uh, you should leave stuff up like that because it's not really like systematic racism or anything like mm-hmm. we're actually like people are actually like fighting for, is that um, it's Black Black Thunder I think. Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, uh, Tropic Thunder is that movie is like there's a dude in blackface the whole time. Yeah, but the joke Literal, is yeah yeah, and the joke is that like. He's playing a character in blackface. He's not that, playing. Yeah. Um I, I've never met a black person that's had a problem with that. Yeah. Everybody finds that shit hilarious. Everybody finds that shit hilarious. It works. Um, if the joke works and everybody's laughing, I don't think there's any harm to that. Uh, I think the community thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's one of the a uh, really fucking good episode too, as a shame. Yeah, it's one of the highlights of the series. Yeah. That... It's fucking amazing as an episode. Uh, it's a shame I think the joke worked I think it was funny I never met anybody that had like a problem with it um I, I think it's yeah you're right it's a deflection we should be focusing on other shit than like a stupid little joke and like this like unknown sitcom you know yeah Um,
0: The other thing that doesn't age well about that show is that they have this guy who's like the assistant who does like, who gets people's bags and stuff and works in the restaurant at the hotel. And he's from Barcelona and he doesn't speak English very well. Uh And so they have him kind of, uh, like he never understands what anyone's saying. He's always getting things wrong. And then then John Cleese is always like smacking him outside the head. And the joke kind of always ends with, oh, he's from Barcelona. It'd be easier to
1: train a monkey kind of thing. I'm not a fan of the Spanish so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of this one You're not a fan of the Spanish? (laughs) They know what they did to me Oh
0: uh, If you guys If you guys don't already know uh, George is uh, Mexican Um Or we're both uh, Latin American Um But
1: They know what they did
0: (laughs) Uh yeah But it was interesting In the sense that I didn't realize That the way American media Portrays The Like the Uh punches down on latinos is the same way europe punches down on spaniards i never thought that was the
1: case a lot of people have this illusion that europe has like cured racism. yeah uh, they just they personally don't have a problem with like black people from america because those black people are in america uh-huh uh the europeans are viciously viciously racist yeah they are some of the most potent shit in. It is built into the right, but the being work of Europe. Being that Spaniards are Europeans, I didn't think that that was something they. Uh... Yeah, you should you should watch somebody European talk about Gypsies. Oh my God! Yeah, you you'll see the racism that they themselves like uh, denounce America for. Like, it is, it is fucked up, and we're not even talking about bloodlines. Uh huh. Or um, the many many like sub. I don't even want to say races, because they all kind of look white to me. Like sub-races, um, spread out across like the Eastern Europe and even in Britain, uh-huh. like your blood determines who you are. They don't like to admit it, like the the higher upper class British people, mm-hmm. but they um, they definitely look down on you depending on your blood. Uh huh. Uh. Like if racism is alive and well and, and doing super good in Europe. Uh, it's not just an American problem, like, at all. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and that, that kind of made that show, I mean, I'm still finishing it, but it's a little, th- those kind of segments are a little hard to watch. And I was, I was watching it with my family, and my mom and my stepdad were like, you could take that out of the episode, and the
1: episode would be, like, better. I I wouldn't- I I don't want to hold them up to, like, standards of today. mm mm-hmm. I mean, it, Obviously, it's not gonna be the most, like, like, well, piece of, like, art. Um, I don't know, like, it's- it's in the past. Yeah. I- I- I wouldn't- I still wouldn't have a conviction of the hard R, no matter what fucking era it is. This is 1975. You could definitely- it was not okay then, either. It was never okay, but it was... It was, was like, blatantly not okay publicly. This this wasn't the 1920s. This was, like, maybe 50 years ago. Uh, but... Uh, I I think we have bigger priorities than, like, a small little British show using the N-word. Um,
0: it's actually, I think... Like, it's not super big here, Faulty Towers, but I think in Britain it's considered one of the greatest sitcoms
1: they've ever made. Yeah, I, I... British culture is an enigma to me I, I wouldn't know um, Have you seen that meme
0: Of like a British breakfast That says like the B- British people still still Eat like the Germans are
1: flying overhead Or something like that Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that before God, they, like, British food beans. looks awful yeah, Oh god, yeah they, No, Thank god for immigrants in Britain Or else they'd be eating like I don't know Like, they, like, they like the Germans are flying, flying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, canned beans on toast yeah, who eats beans for Mexican. breakfast? I don't fucking eat beans for breakfast. I have some eggs. <laughs> we have chickens in America. What the hell are they eating over there? <laughs> beans. Um, on toast. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that was all I really watched this week. Uh, th- oh. Did you watch anything else other than the Roger
1: Rabbit? Like- I watched the... Hamilton. Lighthouse. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, it- Hamilton. I watched both the lighthouse and Hamilton. Well, tell me about the lighthouse first. Uh, for Christ, is it a depressing movie? Is it uh, good? Oh, it's 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 stunning. It's amazing. Amazingly, act like the performances were uh, out of this world. The um, cinematography is it's it's no like revenant. And you're not gonna be like taken away, but you're so immersed in it, and you're so almost convinced that this is like an old timey movie. Uh-huh. You're just immersed in that era. Um, the dialogue is amazing. The dialogue is so cool Like like uh, Willem Dafoe Talks in this like Old shanty Like pirate voice The whole time uh-huh. And he speaks In like Fucking like Like uh The Odyssey Or like The, the poem Like poem mm-hmm. Like 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 a, like a like an epic Yeah like an epic And it, it's amazing To just hear And see the performance On that uh, And then when you see it, Like you connect The dots Of the story To uh, I think it's based off The Prometheus Greek um, Myth Myth uh, you really start seeing those parallels. You start drawing things. You start going, "This is amazing," and it's very ambiguous. There's there's a lot of layers to it. Um, it's definitely like a must watch if you're into like um, like uh, cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about 8 824, which always makes uh, really weird shit.
0: Really good shit too.
1: Yeah, it's always weird, but it's good. But it's 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 odd. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think 824 movies tend to go up their own assholes a little bit um this is not the case this is definitely good because it's good mhm uh
0: and then uh it's a horror movie right
1: um yeah in a really like weirdly like abstract sense yeah uh a24 movies are horror movies in the way that they just make you like queasy in an emotional sense yeah and then like i that's horror for them um it's better than jump scares but I I I still wouldn't call them. I would just call them, like thrillers maybe. A twenty four is kind of like American French cinema. Yeah, I, I'd go. I'd say that. Yeah, they everybody knows that they're like really high quality mm-hmm. um, horror movies. Mm-hmm. Hereditary, another A twenty four movie, is definitely a horror movie. Uh, Midsummer, I'm just gonna call it Midsummer, mm-hmm. is like kind of a horror movie if like you define horror movie like a string of horrible events happening to a poor person
0: mm-hmm. did A24 also make um, I know it was the same director as Midsummer, but did they make Hereditary
1: yeah they made Hereditary and that, that's an actual horror movie mm-hmm. that, that fucked with me for a while it, but it also has a like queasiness kind of like that uncomfortableness mm-hmm. um, we were like Jesus Christ this is like really fucking like horrifying but in a realistic sense, like oh my god, if that happened to me, dude, I I don't know what I would do. And then it turns into like some like like devil voodoo shit, and then you're like, okay, yeah, it's a horror movie. I forgot. <laughs> um. And then what did you think of Hamilton?
0: Uh. Mm, I don't know it. You could just say you didn't
1: like it. You told me you didn't like it. Yeah, I it was beautifully performed it, except I think the Hamilton like main character it was a total miscast
0: oh uh, you mean at, like the you mean at, uh, Lin-Manuel yeah I my, saw that he's the one that made the, the wrote the play Mhm. my parents were also saying he's the
1: weakest part of the entire production totally 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 <laughs> he's weak. not much of a singer um, he, he's not very convincing as Hamilton mm-hmm. um, it's kind of weird that he wrote himself as a pimp and then like uh, I don't know It feels like Somebody gets to act out Their own fanfic Yeah you know like Little Mary Sue Um I just, Okay let me preface this Criticism by saying That the songs Were amazingly written Amazingly performed The um Just every actor Was at their best The lighting was amazing The like you Like it took your breath Away at points mm-hmm. Everything was so fun You know Um But the story, I thought, was uh, utter dark shit. I thought that, like, this whole fucking time, you're hearing about how great this dude's gonna be, how he's gonna, like, sh- like everybody in the world's gonna know his name, and then he dies, and you're like, okay, none of that was true. Yeah. He, his biggest pet project was, like,
0: the federal banking. Maybe maybe when they, every time they said the world's gonna know your name, they were just referring to the fact that they were very confident that the musical would do well.
1: Okay, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I watched the whole video yesterday about this, that, um, uh, he's kind of a, he kind of wrote himself into, like, he, he identifies the writer as Hamilton, mm-hmm. so he kind of, like, gassed up Hamilton a lot more. As a founding father, I think Hamilton is like, C-tier, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, pretty low, like, not, not very good. Um, but the way he wrote him, I, everybody would admire him, you know? Like, who wouldn't admire him? But mm-hmm. In reality, he was, he was pretty lame.
0: I found it... Really lame. I found it weird that the way they credit the, the musical. They say, based on this book, Alexander Hamilton, which I think is a... Um, what do you call? Uh, like a... Biography. Yeah, a biography. Which is like, at that point, do you have to say it's based on that, or can you just be like, based on the guy, Alexander Hamilton?
1: Uh, oh, no, like, it's because the foundings that the book had are not really acknowledged by real historians. Oh, uh, the book kind of made up a lot of shit like for example uh you know how hamilton like had both of the sisters uh-huh like like they're both in love with them uh-huh there is not a shred of evidence to ever even imply that mm. like none is like this the, is this the same
0: book where they got the the idea that um uh hamilton was vehemently anti-slavery that, like, he had yeah. grown up seeing yeah. it in the Caribbean and that, that like, disturbed him or something. Because I heard that that's, like, a completely unfounded thing, too.
1: Yeah, that's completely unfounded. In fact, he helped, um, his father-in-law keep his slaves through his, like, um, education in law. Mm. Like, he, he helped them keep slaves. And he married into a slaver family. So, uh, like, uh, I don't like cops. I wouldn't marry into a cop family and then help them stay cops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um...
0: I yeah. Uh, I liked Hamilton. I, I said that already a few episodes ago, or the last episode, I don't remember. But um, it's not my favorite revolutionary musical, even. Yeah, there's another one that's supposed to be. Also, I like, like I like 1776.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's honestly the better play. Uh, I Mike, my, my girlfriend was talking about it. She was like, "There's all these like slave owners, uh, and they're all like." cast as minorities Mm -hmm. uh and uh they're all singing like in with these modern like perspectives Uh you know and is is that ironic and i i I was like yeah it's ironic it has to be ironic because uh thomas jefferson the slave owner who raped his uh, 14 year old slave who they reference yeah who they reference is not gonna be this super cool guy and yeah like the, the greatest i think the best founding father is john adams yeah you know he's one of the few founding fathers that actually didn't own slaves yeah uh, i think john adams is, is an OG. he's not even cast yeah he's, he's not even in the in the him. yeah in the, should they play? didn't cast the president of the united states about in a play about the government
0: uh, well, I, I guess thematically that made sense because they were portraying him as this um, failure of a president. He was a failure as a president. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to defend that. So I, I think it makes sense Failing. that he wouldn't even be there because the whole point is that he's like so insignificant in, 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 as a president, not as a... And even as a vice president, he was very insignificant.
1: I don't know. The, I, I love the story. It, it dragged that point.
0: Did you, watch, uh, did you watch the John Adams series with Paul Giamatti? Oh, yeah. I yeah. love
1: that show Stunning Fucking he, Paul Giamatti yes, uh, John Adams Is so good Paul Giamatti's just such so a good cool. actor He's a good actor I love that he does like Really like highbrow shit And then he'll go do like Movies like Blank Check Uh huh Or um Big Fat Liar Yeah What What a man to do that What, what man I loved him I loved him in John Adams And
0: I loved him in Straight Outta Compton Oh he wasn't that He was he was their manager Yeah I think he kicked Great. ass In that movie too Everyone kicked ass In Straight Outta Compton yeah, What a movie Kicked ass Um So that's my take on Hamilton, Hamilton. Yeah Uh Yeah Uh I, I feel like Um Most people Who had complaints about it Kind of thought it was like Cringy Sometimes Oh yeah I thought it was cringy too Yeah Uh But it you know it's you, you can't help that when you're writing we talked about this already how you can't help that when you're writing a play about history it's gonna sound a little like like a magic school bus thing but yeah yeah um but you would say the music like the rap was worth it like watching it the the
1: music and whatnot um I thought yeah again the music was great 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 mm-hmm. Um, it's. And the actors were all great. I don't really want to talk shit about anybody except the. Maybe the, like, the guy who wrote it. Did you see his F- previous musical? Um. No, I didn't. Uh, in I the Heights? didn't
0: perform it. Oh, no, I didn't. Do you know about it? Uh, I think they're making a movie it. Yeah, they are. But it's it's about, like, Washington Heights and the Latino community that lives there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the trailer for it, and I was pretty excited because I. I spent a lot of time in, in Washington Heights with some friends
0: it was it was weird that uh like the the trailer made it seem like the story was going to be about immigration and like the dreamers and whatnot none of that is in I mean obviously immigration is the theme because they're all from Latin America but in the sense that like it seems like they've changed the plot to make it about people getting deported
1: oh which is not what the play is about well, I like. I wouldn't mind him to reimagine it. I, I think he should have just written a separate story. Yeah. Maybe he's gonna like just kind of like edit it from the beginning. Maybe he wanted to keep some of those banger songs he wrote.
0: Yeah, because the 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 musical like on Broadway was about uh a, like a, a Latin American guy winning the lottery.
1: Then that's it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. He's not very really good at writing stories, is he? I
0: don't know. I don't. I mean man wins the lottery i think that was the first story ever written <laughs> yeah uh that's pretty much, well i mean he's right he wins the, there's more to it like he wins the lottery but if he leaves he's abandoned it's about like the gentrification of washington heights basically oh. the, 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 the neighborhood is losing its hispanic heritage and he's about to leave and close his business in washington heights and if he leaves then he's just giving it
1: up you know what i mean Oh, Can't you sell it to a minority for like a really low price?
0: They don't. They don't explore that angle. Okay. So <laughs> fucking. It, only I can own this shop. Yeah. They never. They never. Uh. They don't explore the angle of well. Maybe I could give it to someone who, uh, yeah, who would. A
1: millionaire, dude. Just give it to some poor family to run. It'll still be a minority. <laughs> like no,
0: it's me team. or white people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I never yeah, thought about that. that. getting viciously (laughs) gentrified too and I I could see that angle that's a good story yeah Gentrifications. hot take gentrification bad yeah it was weird that um
0: he is like Puerto Rican in real life and he specifically made his character Dominican
1: in that play I respect that choice I respect that choice a lot how do you mean I don't think I've ever met, like, Puerto Ricans had it bad in, like, the 60s. Uh-huh. But they are pretty good now. Ooh, I don't... I mean, here, in in, the, in America, on the mainland. Puerto Ricans on the on the island of Puerto Rico have it pretty fucking bad. hmm But uh, whenever you're a minority and it's been, like, 50 years, you're, you're pretty assimilated now. I feel like,
0: though, the... Uh, 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 for those of you who don't know, I'm Puerto Rican. But, um... I feel like the the one thing that Puerto Ricans still get, uh, you know, some shit for. I feel like there's still so many jokes in pop culture and in the media about how Puerto Ricans are, like, dirty. You know what I mean? Jesus. Okay. I don't know about this. Okay. You know, you you've never, like, I notice it a lot in, like, comedies. That the the butt of the joke whenever someone mentions Puerto Ricans is that something is dirty.
1: I, I don't know that.
0: Yeah. That's also there's a there's an episode of Seinfeld, where there's the Puerto Rican Day Parade in, in New York, and the whole episode is about how much garbage they left on the floor, and they don't even air it anymore because of that. Oh jeez, yeah,
1: I can see how that's that's bad. Mm-hmm. uh A lot of shit like um. From the sixties is pretty fucking bad about Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans then were what like Mexicans and Dominicans are now. Uh-huh. Like how they're treated now. Uh, I thought it was a smart choice to change from Puerto Rican to Dominican. Because Dominicans have it pretty bad now, yeah. And I think Dominicans are like the majority of Washington Heights. Hmm. Washington Heights is like where they produce like Dominican Americans.
0: They probably they probably didn't want to make him Puerto Rican because that would make him a citizen.
1: Yeah, he just be he wouldn't really. That, that, that's kind of why I don't think Puerto Ricans really have it that 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 bad because they they're citizens. They don't have that like uh, struggle that like every other Latin country has. Mm -hmm.
0: They do have Their own set of Unique troubles That come with No of course Yeah Yeah,
1: no people Are like completely Like fine Ever Like I don't think Any minority group In the United States Has it fucking Great and dandy You
0: know what I don't think There's a
1: single Mexican in that musical That's fair It's not really Our hood Yeah If they make something Called like in the Heights, but it's about Jackson Heights, then I'll be like, oh, there better be a lot of Mexicans here. <laughs> In the
0: Heights too, Jackson yeah. Heights.
1: Like, Roosevelt Avenue. And it's the exact
0: same plot, but everyone's
1: Mexican. I'd watch that. I'd watch it, because I'd probably understand it better. I, I, Dominican Spanish and, like, Mexican Spanish are, like, basketball and football, dude. Like, they're completely two different sports. Do you mean the language, or just, like... It's still Spanish It's yeah. that like The accent is so hard Oh uh, yeah That like you're It's hard to understand them sometimes I think culturally Just the uh, Caribbean
0: And South American Versus Mexican Is like such a Disconnect
1: Yeah It's like two different, different worlds like Yeah Guatemala Mexico It's like one big block Uh huh Culturally And then you have like The Spanish speaking Latin America And then you have The Caribbean islands And then you have like Brazil just doing It's own fucking thing uh-huh. Which is not um, Spanish speaking No they're Portuguese yeah. But they're Latin America But they're like They're their own little thing Uh huh And then you have like the The South South America area Uh huh And I, I'm not gonna lie to you I I've, I rarely meet those I think they just stay there I think I think like like Stuff's pretty good over there I was talking to my mom About this
0: actually Let me just look this up Um To make sure I get the name right Like
1: Chileans have it good right I don't know
0: Yeah I would I mean I don't know uh, but yeah, the one, yeah. the, the yeah. one no one talks about is, uh, Equatorial Guinea.
1: I didn't know that was real.
0: It's in Africa. It's the, it's the one Latin America. it's the one Latin country in Africa.
1: Oh, they speak Spanish and shit? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. it is crazy. I know they spoke a lot of European languages on the coast of Africa. Um, I was not aware Spanish was one of them. Yeah. I know, like, North Africa has, like, Spanish holdings. But due to Arabian influence, they, they're not really Spanish speakers. They're more like Arabians like Arab people.
0: It I'm looking at it right now. It looks like the tiniest piece of land in all of Africa. But it's just like a I'm piece good. of Guinea.
1: Equatorial New Guinea.
0: Uh, no, just Equatorial Guinea. Oh. I think New Guinea is somewhere else. I think it's in Australia.
1: Found it. Found it. Oh, that's fucking, that's bullshit. What? It's fucking tiny, man.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the language didn't spread from there.
1: Okay, so there's one part where I could go to Africa and speak the language.
0: Yeah. They're like the black sheep of uh, what you would consider uh, Hispanic countries. Is that like a joke? No, I, I, God, I didn't, <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that too. I mean, it seemed, I thought it was I didn't funny. mean
1: literally. <laughs> I, I mean, the, God. I know most of the Ivory Coast is French speaking. Uh-huh. And I know South Africa is, is a British holding. Um, I know East Africa, actually, I don't know shit about East Africa, like the Horn of Africa. You mean, no, well, I guess does kind of look like a horn. I know Madagascar is, like, just doing their own thing, big vibing.
0: Yeah, is- what's it called? Is, uh, Galapagos in Africa?
1: Galapagos is off the coast of Ecuador. Oh. Yeah, you didn't know that? What are they speaking in the Galapagos? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not, like, human health. Oh. It's <laughs> just not human speech. They speak tortoise. Uh... Yeah, I think the biggest, uh... The, there's more fucking, like, birds and those weird lizard things there than, like, people.
0: Well, I'm sure now that's not true.
1: Uh, now I'm sad.
0: Yeah. The, well, the, the official language of the Galapagos Islands is Spanish. Well, Whether or not the tortoises themselves speak it is uh, is another story. I want to go here to the
1: Galapagos. It's a, it's a big goal of mine. Yeah, just to see the wildlife? Yeah, it's where Darwin, like, kind of thought up do you know i can't verify
0: this but um i was i read a story um i read somewhere that um you know uh they took a bunch of species excuse me uh when um darwin came back from the galapagos he brought with him a bunch of species to be identified and like given latin names and whatnot you know what i mean? Yeah. Uh, And the one he had to keep going back for was
1: tortoises because he kept eating them. Fucking eating them. Because he thought
0: they were so delicious.
1: (laughs) That's so messed up. I pictured him, like, cracking them open and then cooking them. Oh, God, don't
0: say that. Uh, I have a—he tells you you don't know, I have a tortoise, and I don't want to hear that.
1: Uh, Brutal man. Brutal, brutal man.
0: He also—there's a whole, like, uh, food festival named after Darwin where people just try exotic animals.
1: I've tried some weird stuff.
0: Yeah, I try not to. <laughs> just because it seems a little messed up to go out of my way to eat like an exotic animal.
1: Well, if it's like ethically sustainable, like ostrich, you could eat ostrich, but it doesn't mean they're fucking hunting them down in Africa, you know? I guess. There's ostrich farms. I've, I've been to an ostrich farm. Because they use their skin for boots. Oh. Mm, yeah, but you didn't know that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Um, they, they, use their, uh, they use their hide for boots, and they sell the meat. And I the believe meat. It's really it. Good. I've seen ostrich burgers sold a few
0: places. But ostrich and bison. I worked
1: at a place that had ostrich burgers. Yeah. Yeah. And bison. Bison's. Have
0: you bison's ever had bison burger?
1: Yeah, I've, I've had a bison burger. What's that taste like? It's a little oilier than a regular burger, in my opinion. But is it is it
0: good? It just tastes like beef, really. Oh. Uh, I would do it just to
1: say I've had bison burger. I, like the place I worked at which uh-huh. will not be named uh they sold that you could have you could have gone in I would have given you one
0: Oh uh, yeah um I sold you one i would I would love to try it eventually i just i just uh i don't know but both ostrich did you have ostrich too I think
1: it was off the menu by the time I arrived uh i I've seen ostriches Fucking. Before. Uh, pretty neat.
0: big ostrich lobbyists
1: <laughs> um
0: uh, wasn't there? Didn't um, Darwin also try to ride tortoises?
1: Yeah, uh, apparently they didn't like that. That's adorable. Well, like in a in a in an abusive way. <laughs> it, it's such like a <laughs> English explorer thing to just do dumb shit to the native wildlife there. It reminds me of like in Jurassic World when the kids are riding the the baby dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Those poor animals are probably breaking their backs, and those poor guys—they're not very sturdy right yeah i don't even know why you want to them. they're slow it's as slow. fuck <laughs> yeah well yeah. it is just for his own sick pleasure yeah
0: i wish and i, I wish we'd stuff. attempt to mount more animals than we do i want we got to get yeah, more creative I with that
1: i think i think we we wasted our one shot at creating like a really cool like selection of uh mountable animals animals yeah like, we could have had domesticated, like, rhinos. I, that's Think exact animal that. I was thinking about. Think about that shit, dude. That'd be a war animal. Yeah,
0: dude, if we still, like... I know ethically this is messed up, but, like... Oh. War elephants are sick as fuck. Okay.
1: Uh, okay, elephants are amazing creatures, intelligent, caring... Uh. But they made some sick ass fucking weapons, dude. Yeah, they weren't and very they were like, useful, like, as, as
0: actual. Like, they were more for scaring people. Yeah, but you never, you never, you don't know what the fucking elephant is. Yeah. Can you imagine Alexander the first the time you see an elephant is in war? Yeah. It's like,
1: holy shit. When Alexander the Great was, like, conquering shit, he didn't know what the fucking elephant was. So he was, like, chilling, like, in a normal fight, and then the, the enemy released elephants on him. And then he he was like, "Well, well, what the fuck is that? Like, what am I supposed to do to that?" So they just kind of stuck out their spears and stabbed it, and they turned around and trampled, uh like the enemy. And that that's what they did mostly in in war. Like you could you could like use them against your enemy because they're not really intelligent enough to like be have loyalties and shit.
0: Yeah, they are intelligent enough though to see people with spears and
1: freak the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, they'll (laughs) turn around. Uh, what they used to do was they used to light pigs on fire and like pigs. Yeah. I oh remember. my god. Dude, this is like classical like uh, arrow warfare. That's you know, less be, like, cool. Chemical, right? They used to, no, to like scare off the elephants. They used to light pigs on fire to scare off the elephants.
0: Just put. Just use mice. Don't mice scare as elephants? As, uh, is that a myth?
1: World War II. No, it's not a myth. It actually happened. As recently as World War Two, when it no, I meant in the I meant Soviet that Soviet Union. Wait, like the Germans used elephants? No, the Germans had tanks. The Russians trained dogs to go underneath the tanks. Uh huh. And they like during their final test run, they used to put bombs on the dogs. Oh. Have them go under the tanks to blow up uh, the tank. Why? Fucking, they, they were desperate, man. Those days were desperate.
0: Um. I read. I, I read that the. Most accounts of um was it Alexander the Great? Who was the? Not, it was the Roman guy who said he went. Caesar? Yeah, no, not Caesar. Who? What was the war where Rome went to war with a country? Hannibal. Oh. What yeah. what, what country is that? Rome and Constantinople. Yeah, I've read that that uh, Hannibal's war elephants probably no, didn't wait, exist. Carthage. Yeah his war elephants didn't exist probably didn't exist they were I like found bones in the out yeah shit, right? they that the, they probably said he had elephants to make people more impressed about the
1: victory did you know like i, I thought i forgot about, like an 11th or something uh-huh. or a bigger fraction that died in that war like an 11th of all uh, roman men died in that war jeez like, it, it, was, it was a devastating war.
0: Yeah, if you read about that war, too, the account is that the elephants show up in the first and final battle. So why would they sit out the rest of the war?
1: Well, they're, they're really fickle and expensive things. I, um, I'm, I'm fascinated by ancient warfare. Uh-huh. I'm fascinated by, like, all, like, wars. But, like, ancient warfare has, like, a special place in my heart. Because we were still figuring out what the fuck we were doing. So we were just doing whatever, dude we're just like you know like in Russia they were like letting bears loose Geneva who? yeah I know right? <laughs> hot oil pouring on your enemy oh just like booby traps
0: you know what's so fucked up in American history that we seldom like think about it's
1: tar and feathering I I thought that was hot what? I thought, I thought it was good that we did it it's fucking dark you saw it on the John Adams thing yeah show on HBO yeah I saw it too um I I don't like it that they taught us that it was kind of like a oh we did this silly little thing to those tax collectors and they're like I look so silly right now I'm gonna go home and shower yeah you can't shower that off off. yeah tar was hot it never comes off off. yeah basically if you got tarred and feathered it's like you're gonna die right yeah you died yeah jeez I'm for doing it to like fascists so practice is barbaric john adams didn't like it um maybe i'm a little too like thomas jefferson what do you mean he was like he dude that dude had the hots for killing rich people and like and like fascists
0: who had the hots for killing fascists
1: thomas jefferson oh uh. he, he went to france to like fucking be there for like the, the reign of terror <laughs> <laughs> it was a like, guy i gotta see this yeah he was there He was just chilling having a great time you know, I would have had a great time, too.
0: Really? You think so?
1: Oh, during the reign of terror in France? Yeah. That's pretty fucking awesome. I wish the French were still like that.
0: I mean, that, would, that would be I a know. crazy magic school bus episode.
1: Oh, for, for sure. Imagine they get captured and it fucking, like, Liz. Like, <laughs> the Liz teacher gets beheaded. Oh, my God. And now they're stuck in that time because she's the one that knows how to work the bus.
0: Yeah, honestly, the kids are expendable, but, like, she's the one yeah. that, that has to, at the end of the day, has to get back to the bus. If you lose that
1: little, like nerdy little asshole ginger, yeah, uh, what, what did you lose, really? Yeah, he's fodder. Yeah, he, he's fodder for for the. For, I forgot that quote. It's just something about like just like feeding lambs yeah. to the slaughter. Lambs to the slaughter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, also, that 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 chameleon was surprisingly equipped to go anywhere. Like you'd think a reptile would really limit the places you could visit in time and space.
1: I feel like he knew what the fuck was going on. I feel like he, he was—he
0: was some sort of um what's the word for like uh, like um, God? I can't think of the word. It means like a god. What's what's the word? God. Uh, he, he was like a something being. I can't I can't think of the, what the word is.
1: Is it like Lovecraftian and shit? No,
0: I I'll, I, I'll think of it at the worst time. But he omnipotent. He was like an omnipotent being of some oh. kind that that somehow made the made all that shit work.
1: Like it's his he's the reason that, like uh
0: Like he's gotta be connected to it somehow. I mean like the Miss Frizzle also no, has no, to be that's
1: run out by the way.
0: Shut
1: up. <laughs> <it. laughs> he, he has to be connected.
0: <laughs> yeah, somehow him and Miss Frizzle are like omnipotent
1: beings that are somehow connected to this boss. I think the Ginger is uh the teacher is um a facade. I think it's um an illusion by the children so that they could like be okay with what's happening i think the, the the lizard is calling the shots
0: or or let me put it this way what if you know like in transformers like the, they have fake humans riding them yeah maybe that's her for the bus the bus is like a,
1: teacher. there's a bunch of smaller lizards inside miss frizz running like her as a machine yeah and they, they they're inside the the bus that's what makes it work And i, I bet one of those kids is like a, a mole for the lizards like he also is being a machine being what so like he What kid is the most enthusiastic about the adventures?
0: I don't know. He's like Billy. You wearing a fucking wire?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But so these kids are like, like he's he's there for like uh, gaslighting. Yeah, he's there to like encourage them. They're not even getting an education, dude. Like you can't go on a field trip every day. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I bet I bet they never once got a. Like how do they even tell their parents when they get home? It's like, what'd you do today? It's like I fucking I I saw the Titanic
1: sink i saw all those lives extinguished like a flame
0: one of them almost got on the bus but for the sake of preserving the timeline i had to drown him with my hands yeah we kicked him off
1: we let him fall in there the whole time our teacher was laughing i was like oh so you saw titanic it was a movie day i was like you know what mom yeah sure
0: yeah Ty- that like- makes it easier for
1: you <laughs> yeah I-, I love this all like, those love crafty and horror all those and-
0: kids like, grow up to be like <laughs> rampant alcoholics
1: you know, I bet- I bet the ginger kid was the only real child.
0: Yeah. I bet they were all- They're all dead. dead. All, all <laughs> the, oh my. They all died on the first trip, and he just can't let it go.
1: And if he, the machines- the, the machines- the lizards took over their bodies. Yeah. And they're- they're torturing this kid by forcing him to relive his trauma. The magic it's school bus itself
0: trip. is purgatory.
1: The magic school bus it's a cia plant it was never real
0: it, there's no bus there's no school there are no seatbelts.
1: <laughs> how did we get here <laughs> i
0: don't know it's so dark <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm just picturing all this is great
0: oh uh, gritty gritty magic school bus yeah gritty let's do that like Zach <laughs> the Schneider dark
1: school age. bus wait that's zack Schneider. what's the dude zack snyder
0: yeah, okay. you're thinking of uh, Schneider, the guy that looks at kids' feet. Oh
1: yeah, Schneider,
0: Dan Schneider.
1: So I'm gonna put it. In I there. don't. I don't want
0: Schneider. the little school. The Magic School Bus by Dan Schneider. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah Zach. I, I wouldn't want that one. But I'd want. I'd want Zach Schneider's Magic School Bus. Dan Schneider's a pedophile. Uh, right. I think so. I think he just Alleged. likes kids'
1: feet. Dan Schneider is the Quentin Tarantino of Nickelodeon. Of
0: Nickelodeon. <laughs> He's Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, he's a little, like, foot fetish. Where does that come from, this idea that Quentin Tarantino is obsessed with feet? Dude, have you ever seen a Quentin Tarantino movie? Yes, I don't know. Like, where is They're,
1: it? like, 80% feet.
0: I've never noticed that. Hold on. Quentin Tarantino. Let's see if I can find, like, a video, like, a compilation. Well, there it's certainly so are all is like, <laughs> There's a don't picture me. of him just pointing to toes. It's
1: so Blaine, at one point where, um... He plays an actor who gets feet put in his mouth by a famous actress.
0: Oh, oh! I just
1: oh, saw a picture of that. Right, stop, a stop! Oh
0: my God! There's so
1: many pictures of it. If there's a woman in a movie by Tarantino, you will see her bare feet at one point.
0: I wonder if he's ever talked about it. If he's ever just like, yeah,
1: I have a foot yeah. fetish. You still there are watch two the things guaranteed in a Quentin Tarantino movie: the N word and feet.
0: Sometimes the feet say the n word. Yeah, some Quentin Tarantino's magic school bus with feet in the n word.
1: I paid that. I paid to see that. They, they just
0: go back to the civil rights it,
1: Yeah, uh- no, it could just be like them time traveling, like dispensing justice. Because that's all his movies are. You just go back in time and you kill the bad people of that time.
0: Yeah, the magic school bus by Quentin Tarantino is they go back in time and they kill Hitler. Like fucking. There's only uh, really
1: that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, glorious bastards. Glorious
0: bastards. Yeah, he's just remixing glorious bastards with the magic school bus. I'd
1: love that. I think all the agency in the movie would be lost. Actually, kind
0: of what, what we're pitching is eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen oh, Have you seen King. that? I didn't see it. I read the book. Oh,
1: I, I need to read the book. I saw the show. Is the show good? Um. The beginning and the end are very good. I think the show lost loses itself half like halfway through it.
0: I gotta see it. What is it on, on... oh my god oh, I yeah. saw a gif of the foot. Absolutely. Oh Dude, are you
1: seeing of him sucking the toes? Oh my god. How have you not noticed that? It's so like Oh what movie is that? To my, I from dust till dawn I think if I know what you're like seeing. It's one of his like oh, lesser known movies. god, I've that seen. made me sick. <laughs> yeah, I see him sucking those toes. Every movie has toes on like the uh once upon a time in Hollywood has like four toes. <laughs> Five on each foot.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't believe
1: it. The little girl's feet are there and then um Margot Robbie's feet. And I forget who else's feet. But there's feet everywhere, man. There's feet all the way down. He was kinda funny. This movie has an age
0: world all but you ever seen four rooms. No, he's a he's a character. He's like, he plays a character in Four Rooms. Uh, I'm looking at Google right now. Apparently, Tarantino's foot fetish is all over. Uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is by StyleCaster.com. Tarantino has long been known for having a thing for feet, and he makes no effort to hide it from his movies. Two of his post most popular movies, Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, both highlight Uma Thurman's feet. Why are they
1: okay with it? Uh, the actors uh, okay, so you only really feel like shamed wh- about like hiding your sexual like parts, uh-huh, B- because other people agree you should hide that, right, right, like I'm not gonna like walk around with my junk out because uh that's wrong, so, like, right. it says that's wrong, I've been conditioned to think that's wrong.
0: I hear you, uh, but
1: what about the movie where he sucks the toes? okay, look, let me finish, <laughs> so the actresses are like you wanna you wanna see my feet and Quentin was like yeah it's like well I don't really hold my feet sacred like I do like maybe my breasts or like I don't know like any other part of the body that you're like that's not really for the public that's more for like private uh-huh. things. um I don't like personally I, I would never show anybody my junk in public but they're like let me see your feet and I'll give you 10 bucks so I'm showing him my feet yeah that's, that's I don't really feel used uh it's just feet. Uh-huh. Uh, it's him. It's him. I don't think anybody really gives a shit enough except him. Okay, but what about having him suck your toes in that movie? Um, depends on how much money we're talking here. I'll let him suck my toes. I mean, I'll let him suck my toes just to say Quentin Tarantino sucked my toes.
0: Uh, know. Like you
1: didn't it. like that, right? I'm no, I didn't like putting that. Putting holes in your, in your argument. Yeah, I'd let him suck my toes. I don't give a shit.
0: Oh, my God. Well, you heard it here first, George Pacheco would let Quentin Tarantino suck his toes. Uh, okay. let's- let's end on that note. Uh... <laughs> I'd- I'd suck his toes too, I don't give a shit. You would suck Quentin Tarantino's nose? Toes?
1: Not toes. Oh my god, would you suck his nose? That's gross. You're being gross
0: Yeah, all right. Well, I guess that's where we draw the line. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. Uh, you've been listening to It's the Kid Michael Show. My co-host has been George Pacheco. I am Kid Michael. You can follow me on Instagram at, at KidMichaelArt. Uh, this episode was uh, the theme song for the show is written and performed by Matthew Rosenthal, and the episode was edited by Aristides Panagas. Thanks, everybody.